Turning Your Cruising Dreams into Reality podcasts. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company. Today we're going on a trip to Granada and Venezuela. This episode is brought to you by Sistership Press, who are passionate about writing and excited about books. Caroline Wozick is a retired art teacher and social worker. This is her first book taken from short stories and notes she collected over her life of sailing. Sailing was not a natural thing for her to become involved in as she grew up landlocked on a farm in western New York. She attributes any creativity to not only being raised on that farm, but also the junkyard of run-down tractors and heavy construction equipment that became the playground for her and her eight siblings. Caroline received her BA from Aldelphi University on Long Island and her MS in social work from the University of Stony Brook, also on Long Island. She divides her time living and sailing on Long Island and building a home in North Carolina, which is taking forever. When not in one of those two places, she spends her time travelling in their 1986 Volkswagen camper with her husband Gert and Max, their £100 golden retriever. Introducing Carolyn. Excerpt, Chapter 13, Grenada to Venezuela. We sailed into Port Parlamare, about 40 miles north of Venezuela on Margarita Island. Linda and Jeff, friends who had left Grenada right before Ivan hit, had arranged to meet us there, if we survived Ivan. It was quite the goodbye message. They knew something about hurricanes having experienced a bad one years prior and lost their boat. In retrospect, we should have followed their example, but when it comes to weather, we had decided to make our own decisions, right or wrong. Hurricanes had not hit Grenada in over 50 years. It's interesting to me that as I sit writing this, Venezuela is front page news again. The current president, Maduro, who heads a military dictatorship, is being challenged by Juan Guaido, currently the head of Venezuela's National Assembly, as the country's legitimate president. When we were in Venezuela in 2004, Chavez was in power and people had it bad enough and were already suffering hardship with short food supplies and unemployment. But when he died in 2013 and Maduro took over, conditions became worse. We experienced the corruption, unfortunately in our favor, the minute we anchored off Margarita. We had left Grenada with just $20 in our pocket and no papers from Grenadian customs to say we had left the island. When you enter a or leave a country, just like on land, you must sign in and out at customs or you find yourself in trouble. Without those papers, we were in legal limbo. Lily and Jeff had been on Margarita a few days and were already learning how the system worked. We were to meet up with a man at a local bar and for a sum of money, he would issue us papers, which showed we had left from St. Martin, an island north of Grenada. There, you only had to fill out your own papers and deposit them in the mailbox if you came on a Sunday. Our new buddy had secured a supply of these papers and was selling them to sailors in need. We filled that bill. What choice did we have? After a couple of days on Margarita, we continued on to the mainland. Margarita is known for its pristine white sandy beaches, but we were in a hurry and did not explore the island. We were eager to find someone to repair Zivio and we had to meet Adrian and Gigi, who were flying in from Canada. We didn't have time for sightseeing. 
Venezuela would also be the jump-off point for me after some inland traveling. Inland was what I enjoyed most, and I was looking forward to it. I would continue for the rest of 2000 and 2005, flying in and out of South and Central America. It ended up only about three times to meet up with Gert, because I knew I was not crossing the Pacific. We headed for mainland Venezuela, mooring at Marmaris Marina instead of anchoring out, as we needed to find carpenters to repair the damage caused by Ivan. The marina suggested workers that they said we could rely on, and we knew Adrian and Gigi would be coming soon, so there'd be someone constantly on board while the work was being done. Now that our last dollars had gone, we needed to find a bank that could wire transfer our funds from the United States. We started asking how we could find a bank. Everything here functioned by someone knowing someone, and the word on Doc was that we should contact a man named Carlos, and he would change our money, uh, okay, on the black market. Two days later, we received word from the marina office that Carlos was waiting at the front gate asking for me. It seems that our friends on Margarita had given him my name as a contact. They had also told us to take a blank check when we met with Carlos. Why are they asking for me and not you, I asked Gert. You look less like an international smuggler, laughed Gert. I, I walked to the front gate of the marina, feeling like a character from a Robert Ludlum book of espionage. Carlos was waiting, dressed in black, of course, and he motioned me to follow him to a waiting black limousine. When we approached the car, the black-tinted front passenger window lowered, and an older woman dressed in an expensive red silk blouse and wearing a pearl necklace politely invited me, in perfect English, to get into the back seat. Carlos held the door open and I slid into the plush leather seats. I might normally have been nervous, but after surviving Hurricane Ivan, everything seemed easy. Besides, with Carlos standing guard at the door, I wasn't going anywhere. The woman asked where I was from. It's a shame you cannot see the real Venezuela, she said with sadness in her voice. We are going through hard times. We are rich in oil and yet our people can barely feed themselves. The government takes everything. You have to constantly be on the lookout that someone is not stealing from you. The coastline has been particularly hard hit by all the corruption. I suspect because of the boat traffic, boats are constantly being boarded by men with guns trying to steal whatever you had. It was a dangerous time. If you went into the interior, you would see Venezuelans as they truly are. Kind, open to foreigners, and wanting to show you our beautiful country, she said. As she spoke, her red fingernails tapped a leather briefcase beside her on the seat, and on her ring finger a huge diamond flashed. Crime and poverty were no problem to her, I guessed. I'm told you need money. I must have a check from an American bank, and you have only to sign and fill out the amount you need. Uh, shouldn't they make it out to someone, I asked naively? There's no need, she said calmly. I hope you enjoyed the excerpt from Tacking Through Life, written and read to you today by Carolyn Wozick. You can purchase Tacking Through Life from Amazon or contact sistershippress.com. That's all we've got time for today. My name's Jackie Parry and it's been good to have your company. For more stories and great boating tips and advice, head on over to Turning Your Cruising Dreams Into Reality Facebook page. I'll catch up with you again soon and I wish you safe sailing.